All right, welcome in, guys. Farzim Sugan here with you for another episode of the Chiefs Zone Podcast. After the Chiefs come away with a 13-12 victory over the L.A. Chargers over at West at SoFi Stadium. The Chiefs with a narrow victory using their backups and uh, coming away with a, um, with a win using their backups as uh, we're trying to uh, get the camera back up. Bear with me, guys. Not sure what's going on here. There we go. Camera's back up. Uh, off to a good start. Off to a good start. Uh, but nonetheless, the Chiefs came away with a win. Uh, Mike Edwards coming away with the only touchdown of the game. And he's a defensive player. So uh, Chiefs offensive woes continue uh, in a game like this. Um, a lot of things to get into here on this episode. We'll break that all down. Uh, I am putting the, uh, the link to Colin right now. It is on there, I think, almost. There we go. It is there. Uh, and I'll comment with it one more time for those on YouTube as well. So Facebook and YouTube, you guys have the link to call in. I want to hear from you guys. I know not the most exciting game in the world, and I know this is not going to be a very long post-game podcast because I think everybody wants to tune into that Sunday night football game because none of the late afternoon games had any... Um, uh, any uh, relevance whatsoever as far as who Kansas City will play in the wild card round next weekend. So we are still waiting on that. It is either the Steelers uh, if the Dolphins win or the Dolphins will visit Arrowhead if the Bills win tonight. So for those of you listening uh, through the archive version, uh, you probably will already know the uh, answer to that. But nonetheless, for those of you watching live, we will do a live podcast after Sunday Night Football to do a quick little live stream on the uh, Chiefs and either the Dolphins or uh, the Steelers, whoever uh, whoever uh, the Chiefs will end up getting for Wild Card Weekend. We should also know the date and time for that game as well. This podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. The playoffs are now here. The regular season is over, and if you guys want to go check out the Chiefs at Arrowhead or go to another playoff game, go to a college basketball game, you can do so through SeatGeek. I already got my Royals tickets through SeatGeek, so I'm very excited to check out a couple of games at the K this year. And if you guys want to go to uh, any sporting event, concert, whatever it may be, SeatGeek is the place to go. And if you're a new SeatGeek customer, you can use my promo code Farzine for $20 off your first purchase from SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek.com, get the tickets you want, and at checkout, if you're a new customer, enter my promo code Farzine, and you will save $20 off your first purchase from SeatGeek. So the Chiefs win 13-12, to uh, not the most exciting game in the world, and finish the season 11-6 and six on the year. Uh, the most exciting thing that happened uh, in this game, and yes, uh, Bud just uh, elaborated uh, or, or got into that, the uh, sack on, uh, by Chris Jones on Easton Stick, uh, earning his uh, 10 and a half sacks on the year, and uh, that gave him um, the uh, $1.25 million uh, little bonus there. By the way, um, I'm trying to get the picture for this, uh, bear with me one second, because this is actually funny. Uh, and I'll get into the game in a moment. I know there's not a lot to say about the game. I mean, a lot of backups played, so was not the uh, the most exciting game in the world. Um, but there was kind of a funny moment 
uh, during the game where Chris Jones got his sack, and this is actually social media related, and his agent, uh, there we go. Uh, I got it set up on my end. Now I just have to show it to you guys. Um, his agent celebrated the sack and he got roasted online. Uh, as you can see on the bottom, he deleted it. He, uh, he got way too much heat for that. So, I mean, you know, you're the agent, you get to, you get to celebrate a little bit, right? Cause, cause if you're the agent, you get a small piece of that pie, right? Uh, some positives, some negatives to take away from this one. Let's talk about the offense for a moment because I talked about wanting to see the passing game. McCole Hardman, six catches for 77 yards in this game, averaging very close to 13 yards per reception. LaMichael Pirine got involved in the passing game as well. He had the uh, second most receptions and yards through the air. Uh, three catches for 33 yards. LaMichael Pirine also ran 21 times for 77 yards, so he finished with uh, more than 100 yards of total offense in this game off of 24 touches. Um, so not bad for a backup who hasn't played a whole lot all year. Uh, got a lot of his playing time in the preseason. That's the last time we really saw much of LaMichael P. Ryan. Justin Ross had a pair of catches for 17 yards. Uh, Richie James had two for 15. Unfortunately, Justin Ross suffered an injury and did not come back. Uh, we saw, um, Wanya Morris, the rookie, suffered an injury. He left the game. Jawan Taylor, who is the team's right tackle, played left tackle. He also got hurt, but did come back for a little bit um, as Joe Tooney played some uh, left tackle in this game. Uh, Creed Humphrey also played some guard in this game. Not the uh, most ideal situation you want to be in. So, uh, yeah, Gwen uh, mentions uh, the uh, concern for the offensive line injuries. Yeah, that's, that's definitely uh, a factor um, going into... The week, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, obviously, Andy Reid won't have much of an update. We will learn a little more on Wednesday. Um, you still have your key interior offensive linemen, uh, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, and Joe Tooney. Those are very important guys. Uh, I, you know, I'd like to see Lucas Niang play more. I would not be opposed uh, to seeing him play more at all. I liked him in 2021. So, and I thought he did well in this game for the uh, time we saw him. So, we'll have to uh, we'll have to see what that. Uh, what the details come out from that. Matthew mentions the Philadelphia Eagles look like dog crap. Yeah, listen, you know, I think the Chiefs, and I know they're not having the prettiest of wins, and listen, today's game is no, no reflection of what's going to happen in the playoffs, not at all. Um, but the Chiefs are finding ways to to win. Have not, it hasn't been pretty uh, this year, but uh, they have the same record as the Philadelphia Eagles, who have been on a slump lately. I think it just shows you that really no one... Even though the 49ers and the Ravens have the top two seeds, and I do, I think those are the two best teams. They've played the best. The 49ers looked a little weird during that three-game losing streak. Baltimore's had some weird games here and there. But outside of those two, you know, no, there's no um, clear-cut threat to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll see uh, how the 49ers do this time if they can stay healthy in the playoffs. And for the Ravens, you know, the thing that still uh, hangs around with them is the fact that L Lamar Jackson has a one in what is it one in three or one in four record in the playoffs. So, you know, he's uh, he's still got a lot to prove going into this postseason. So no one's perfect at all uh, when it comes to uh, postseason and, and whatnot and uh, what we really expect from. Um, from, from all these teams. Uh, by the way, I'm putting the uh, link one more time in the um, 
in the chat if you guys want to call in it'll be this will be the uh, last time i do that because like i said this is probably going to be a shorter podcast because i know a lot of people want to catch the sunday night football game from start to finish and uh, i want to try to get at least this podcast out there uh, somewhat before the end of um sunday night football so the people who listen to the archive version maybe they can catch it on time uh maybe not however um whatever happens happens uh so uh, regardless we will do a live stream after sunday night football so come back tune in and uh check us out we'll um we'll touch on uh who the chiefs will play for a little bit before we call it a night um, as far as this game goes, uh, we talked about the offense, the defense, really, you know, a lot of the same things we saw on defense. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs continued to be that bend, don't break defense where they had that uh, big uh, force fumble in the red zone by Charles Ominihu and Mike Edwards went and took it back to the house 97 yards. We already went over that. But the other big key part in the game, uh, and I think this was the difference maker, kind of reminded me of last week against the Cincinnati Bengals was... Um, when Willie Gay had that fourth down stop against the Bengals. Now the Chargers did kick a field goal in the fourth uh, on, on fourth down, but they had the ball at the one yard line uh, where an Easton stick was very close to running it in himself, but the chiefs defense came up with a big stop. So they had a new set of downs starting at the one yard line and the chiefs defense absolutely shut them down, forcing them to kick a field goal. And Blaine Gabbert, he decided to take off and uh, show off his wheels a little bit. He ran five times for 46 yards total in this game. And uh, his longest was for 25 yards. And by the way, props to Creed Humphrey on that heads up play. Even though they ruled him down, Creed Humphrey, you know, you got to play all the way through the whistle. And uh, sometimes the referees wait on uh, blowing that whistle. And Creed Humphrey came in there and uh, scooped it, was trying to run himself. So. Good heads up play, good awareness there by Creed Humphrey, uh, who played guard in this game, not center. So uh, interesting uh, note there for those. I know a lot of you guys did not catch the game uh, as uh, usual. These uh, final week games, um, it's uh, it, it's not easy to get as many markets in for uh, for a game like this because you got a lot of backups and there are a lot of games happening uh, this week on a Sunday uh, uh, as usual because no Thursday night game, no Monday game. Um, and uh, you got everybody playing almost at the same time. Uh, they, they do have that Saturday game now. So I guess that kind of replaces the Thursday and Monday games. But still, uh, you still have a lot of Sunday action uh, happening all at once. No bye weeks. So um, and, and nothing to play for. So not many markets uh, got the game. But trust me when I say you did not miss much. Other than the Mike Edwards touchdown and the Chris Jones sack, you did not miss much. Now, uh, we'll see what the... Um, what the final stat line will be tomorrow on websites like PFF and some other places when, when it all comes out, but there were some drops in this one. There were some drops and I know there are some naysayers who will try to discredit Mahomes as much as possible because that's just the world they live in. So it doesn't matter if it's Patrick Mahomes or Blaine Gabbert. We still had some drops in this one. McCall Hardman um, charged with a couple of drops here Um I got to be honest, you know, given that this was a, the backup bowl, essentially a preseason game, uh, I zoned out, didn't really care as much to uh, pay close attention, but there were a couple other drops in this game. Uh, again, we'll see what the final number will be tomorrow when the uh, stats come out, but um, you know, you, you, you still have drops taking place across the board on offense. Uh, again, doesn't matter who your quarterback is. Doesn't matter who your receivers are. So what is, 
Andy Reid trying to do about this? What is Matt Nagy trying to do? What is Connor Embry, the wide receivers coach? Like, what is being done at this point? Because my hope was, let's see the um, let's see the wide receivers go out there, showcase themselves, and try to catch some damn passes. And we, you know, I think McCall Hardman did some good things. I'm seeing uh, John mention that uh, McCall Hardman should be the uh, wide receiver too. Okay. All right. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think people are just looking for answers at this point. Uh, if, if your offense with Patrick Mahomes, okay, Isaiah Pacheco, he got the day off, which I'm glad because um, I think he needs that rest. He's dealing with multiple injuries uh, coming into this week. According to the injury report, he's someone that I think the Chiefs can use down the stretch. Clyde edwards alaire who played a little bit in this game, this is someone who uh, I think can help contribute to this offense uh, as he has uh, in the last couple of weeks. So if the Chiefs can do some of that in this game uh, with those two guys, I think uh, your running back room is set right there. Um, now you look at your wide receivers, uh, obviously your tight end, Travis Kelsey. And I think Noah Gray, it'd be nice to get him involved a little bit more um, as he can. Uh, I, I think he's been a good backup this year. Uh, Rasheed Rice obviously has played a great uh, rookie season, and the Chiefs definitely are going to be using him a lot for the playoffs. Now your number two wide receiver. A lot of people liked Richie James um, in that Raiders game. Uh, didn't see much of him last week. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, obviously that infamous drop against the Eagles and the other big play people remember with him is the pass interference that was not called uh, against the Packers. But then last week against the Bengals, he dropped an easy touchdown pass um, that he could have gotten after uh, for yards after the catch. And then another one in stride. And I know people are going to say, well, Mahomes threw it a little out of reach. Yeah, but I'm seeing college football players make that play on Saturdays. Um, and, you know, you're very easily replaceable by a rookie next uh, this offseason, I should say, if you can't make those plays. And I think uh, we're, we're seeing some of these guys, their, uh, their days wearing the red and gold are certainly numbered. So... Drops were still an issue, even without the starters. So it is a concern coming in. And listen, McCall Hardman has had a couple of drops. His first game back as a chief, he had a drop. Now, he did have that nice 50-yard punt return, but he also fumbled a punt return uh, shortly afterwards when the Chiefs played the Broncos in mile high. So, you know, we're, we're kind of in an odd spot with this football team where everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, but there are a lot of people outside of Kansas City. And I'm talking people in the national media, right? Because every, everyone feels like the national media hates their teams. But you have a lot of people out there like Pat McAfee, uh, Rich Eisen, Chris Collinsworth, so many people out there who are uh, Colin Cowherd, who still trust this football team that say, number one, you know, this happens to dynasties. They have their down years and whatnot. And then number two, the belief is this team can make a deep run. All they've got to do is catch the ball. Easier said than done. And the Chiefs have certainly proven that this is easier said than done because the Chiefs just have not been very good at that this season, unfortunately. Um, Just reading some comments here. Uh, Gwen says Justin Watson is a good one to keep over MVS. I think Justin Watson, you know, I like him for depth purposes when he, the fact that he's your second best receiver, um, it's not good. It is. That's not really a good thing. 
That is not a good thing. Uh, Christopher says, KU wide receiver. You said wife receivers, but I know what you meant. Uh, what is a wife receiver? <laughs> okay, let's not cross that bridge. We, we, we have very uh, limited time uh, tonight, so let's uh, let's let, let's limit those side discussions. But KU wide receivers better than ours. I, I still remember, you know, against the Raiders, how the Chiefs looked, and then 24 hours later, when you're watching KU, well, not 24 hours, but you get the idea. A day later, you're watching KU uh, play in their bowl game uh, against UNLV, man, and the way with the backup quarterback too, and the way they're just throwing the football, making it look so, it reminded you of the 2018 Chiefs offense. Um, and I actually went back and watched some of the highlights from 2018. It's like, man, we really do miss this. Now, by the way, Spirides and Adam Archuleta, they were talking on the broadcast today that, um, you know, listen, understand something. I know today's game you know, we're not using today's game as any kind of evidence of anything. But uh, with today's game, what is your record? You're 11 and 6. Okay, what seed did you get? You got the third seed. Um, what am I trying to say here? This is the worst record you've had with Patrick Mahomes so far. Now, Kansas City's worst, and I'm using that term loosely, Kansas City's worst record with Mahomes is something that, you know, a team like, uh, I'm trying to think of a team that's struggled. The Jets, okay? The Jets would beg to have an 11-6 and record this year uh, or any of their recent years, okay? Um, and, and another thing to consider, and they showed this during the game, on the broadcast, they were showing uh, how far the Chiefs got every single year with Mahomes. 2018, AFC title game against the Pats. Uh, they lost that game. 2019, they won the Super Bowl. 2020, they lost into the Super Bowl to the Bucks. The following year, lost the AFC title game to the Bengals. Uh, last year, won the Super Bowl against the Eagles. What's the? What do you see there? What do those? What do those five seasons have in common? The Chiefs reached the AFC title game all five years. So. Kansas City's worst season with Mahomes so far is an AFC championship appearance. Tom Brady has not been able to say that his first five years. Now he got a ring. He had three more, uh, one more ring than Mahomes at this point in his career, but he still did miss the playoffs at one point. Um, Peyton Manning. I mean, Peyton, uh, Patrick Mahomes already has the same amount of championship wins as Peyton Manning. He has one less Super Bowl appearance than Peyton Manning. So understand that from that perspective is that, you know, nothing has been perfect this year, but you are 11 and six and you have the number three seed. So as much as people want to shit on the Chiefs and say, well, they haven't looked good this year and their wide receivers are bad. Yeah, their wide receivers have been bad this year. Um, even, you know, your best receiver, uh, Rasheed Rice, has been uh, guilty of um, some mistakes, some drops and fumbles. But even then. You're 11 and six. You have the third, uh, uh, you have the number three seed. And if you have all of these things, and by the way, Mahomes got 4,000 passing yards on the season. What does that say about the rest of the NFL? So when the Chiefs are able to still win 11 football games with all of these glaring issues on offense, what does that say about the rest of the NFL? Obviously, the Chiefs defense has been a huge part of Kansas City winning 11 games. No question about it. Um, you're still hoping they they wake up and uh, do something in the um, in the playoffs. So 
you know, I, I think a lot of people are still keeping the hope that, and listen, I know a lot of people are bringing up road record and home record. I don't care about any of that. I will take my chances at home than on the road. Now, realistically speaking, Kansas City's going to have to go on the road to win one, possibly two games away from Arrowhead if they want to get back to the Super Bowl. Bring it on. This Chiefs defense has no issues doing any of that. This Chiefs offense just needs to wake up that one glaring problem, which is the, the hands, the damn hands. If that's fixed, you're not going to be easy to beat. Not one bit. Um, we need the Bills to win, even though I'd rather see them lose. I thought it'd be funny if they lost because... Um, because uh, there was a chance they would have missed the playoffs, but that's no longer the case. The um, the, the, the seven AFC teams were set right before the Chiefs game. Um, now, it's just a matter of seeding right now. So it's either going to be the Steelers or the Dolphins. The key is playing mistake-free football, no question about it. Now that you are in uh, win-or-go-home mode, Robert, yeah, uh, that is um, that is the game we are now playing. John says, I think Isaiah Pacheco is going to be our most important weapon in this uh, postseason. Um, I, I, I agree with this. And Manny just said the same thing. Pacheco going to run through the defense. I was thinking about this today. If the Chiefs do make a run, which offensive player do you think is going to be the, the reason for it? And I was thinking about this this morning, and I thought Isaiah Pacheco would probably be that guy. Isaiah Pacheco is probably the guy that you're going to be relying on the most. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Travis Kelsey is not going to be used much. I'm not saying uh, Rasheed Rice is going to be just, you know, sitting around uh, not getting a lot of action. Um, but you got to understand something, Travis Kelsey, you know, even though he's been, he was 16 yards away from a thousand who didn't play his first game has dealt with multiple injuries this year. Rasheed Rice, a rookie who did not play as much in the first half of the season compared to the second half of the season. And again, you know, it got 900 yards. Pacheco got 900 yards rushing too. Um, but. I just think at the end of the day, and I said this a few weeks ago, I think your most consistent offensive players this year are your three interior offensive linemen, Humphrey, uh, Smith, and Tooney, and Pacheco. Those four players, I think, have been your most consistent players on offense. That right now, in my opinion, is your biggest strength. And by the way, let's not forget about Rasheed Rice. We haven't seen a lot of this this year. Rasheed Rice last week played up against Cam Taylor Britt, and I know Bengals fans were very excited for him to come back. They thought he was going to have a uh, big game against the Chiefs, um, and I thought he did some. Cam Taylor uh, Taylor Britt did some good things, but Rasheed Rice did beat him on a route and Mahomes. Something we haven't seen much this year. Mahomes threw the ball down the field, and if. Rasheed Rice was just a little faster. He takes that to the house for a touchdown. Um, so, you know, if you can, I think Rasheed Rice not only is playing better, I think he's getting a lot of confidence. The, the, the thing I'm trying to get to with Rasheed Rice is this guy's a rookie. So what he's done this season, that's all in the books. When you go to the playoffs, it's a different game. He's probably going to have those playoff jitters. It's your first playoff game. Listen, he's a human being. So he'll obviously feel, you know, a type of way um, the morning of the game uh, and on his way to the game and during warmups. And as soon as the ball is kicked off, I would, too. I mean, think about this. You're 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 an NFL rookie playing the most popular sport in this country. And regardless how good or how bad your uh, rookie season was, um, when you get ready for that first playoff game, when you're on the field, there will be some jitters. So 
Uh, but I trust that he will still be a key part of the uh, of the team. Um, you know, once you get a few snaps in, uh, it's now going to feel like any other game. You're clocked in. You're in game mode. So uh, I'm very curious to see uh, what we see from Rasheed Rice in his uh, first playoff game. Uh, Melissa says, who do you want us to play next week? people always ask this kind of question. You know, the easier team right now is the Steelers because they're banged up and might be without TJ Watt, which would be huge. Um, but I want the Dolphins, man. Bring Tyreek Hill back. Let's beat him for a second time because uh, this big narrative, the last five, six weeks, oh, the Chiefs should have never traded Tyreek Hill. Well, nobody said that 11 months ago when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. They were saying it. Uh, nearly 20 months ago when the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill. They talked about how this team was going to regress heavily. Um, and now with the offensive struggles we've seen, somehow after the Super Bowl win, they, they're talking about Tyreek Hill coming back. I just really want the Chiefs to make a point in this game. Defensively, have another big game against the, the Miami Dolphins because the Miami Dolphins are not a good football team when they face a stout defense. Tua's record, and I'll have it ready for you guys this week. Tua's record... Uh, when he takes a certain amount of sacks, three, four, five sacks in a game is not very good. It's like one in five or, or, or something along those lines, a very similar winning percentage uh, along those lines. So that is, um, again, this, to answer your question, Melissa, the Steelers game is easier, but I want the Dolphins. I don't want the easy game. It's the playoffs. If you're going to go to the Super Bowl, no, there's no easy path to the Super Bowl. I don't care who you are or how good you are. I think it's going to be the Dolphins. I think the Bills are winning tonight. That's my prediction. I hope the Steelers face the Chiefs because of their run defense. Isaiah Pacheco will eat them. John says, yeah, again, I get their ideal matchups for the first round, but man, I just want the Dolphins so badly. Uh, Chris says, if the Chiefs somehow pull it off and win the Super Bowl, do you think the rumblings about Andy retiring will happen? Okay, we have not touched on this yet. Okay, thanks, Chris, for bringing this up because I have not brought this up. So once again, uh, we have reports this was from Pro Football Talk. Um, so uh, for what it's worth, uh, Pro Football Talk is reporting that Andy Reid is contemplating retirement. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't even bother reading the article because there was a very, 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 very similar conversation the morning of the Super Bowl last year from... Uh, what's the name of the big buff guy um, for Fox? Um, I can't recall his name right now, but he had that report and the Chiefs just shut it down. Andy Reid shut it down after the game. Um, and by the way, people, when they bring up Andy Reid and, you know, he's up there in age and then they talk about his health. They don't dive into the reasons of his health, but they bring up his health. Like, okay, you're obviously referring to his weight, but you don't want to say that. You just want to call it his health. You know, either just say it or don't say it. Um, the media, man, the media. Um, listen, I'm not, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't think anyone has any inside information on this. So don't be shocked one bit. If a lot of people are wrong now, if the chiefs do win the super bowl, Chris would not shock me, uh, would not shock me one bit. I would bet more money on Travis Kelsey retiring than Andy Reed retiring. If the chiefs win the super bowl this year, I will say that, um, and we've gone over that, so I'm not going to go uh, into, uh, into that in depth here. Raymond says chiefs still rank in the top 10 
in multiple categories. I don't think it's a terrible year offensively. Just some really bad play calls, drops, and errors. This is a great point, Raymond. 100%. You got to understand something. I think by the Chiefs, and Adam Archuleta and Spiro Deeds brought this up on the broadcast today. Um, when the Chiefs play as great as they have the past five years with Mahomes, and when you have a setback year like this, okay, I guess it's going to get magnified a little bit more, especially the way that the team lost, but ultimately you still won 11 football games, okay? <laughs> you won 11 football games. You have the number three seed. That's not the end of the world. And listen, if, even if you had a, a, one of the wild card spots, we've seen wild card teams win before. Um, not as often, but we have seen it before. So it's not like the Chiefs barely, you know, got into the playoffs. Yeah, sure. Got a little interesting in week 16, the, the loss there in week 17 when you were down 17-7 to the Bengals, but then they picked it up. So um, I, I think ultimately, uh, you know, the Chiefs, uh, they have some things figured out on offense, not everything, but I, last week scoring 25, I know it was six field goals, but the Chiefs had been scoring less than 20 in some of their previous games. I will take a field goal, uh, you know, a, a field, a scoreboard full of field goals on there than not having points because the Chiefs have struggled scoring a little bit um, recently. Uh, Daniel, you have called into the Chiefs Zone podcast. What's going on, Daniel? Hey, what's going on, Farzine? Hey, that was a good win. I mean, for the backups. Uh, <clears throat> I like to see. I like the uh, wide receivers getting a little bit of play. Do you think any wide receiver standing out that can possibly get a lot of playing time for the backups? Um, Other than, I mean, I know Justin Ross, but he got injured. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the only one that really stands out is McCole Hardman. He had six catches for seventy-seven yards. Richie James had two for fifteen. Richie James got involved a little bit in that Raiders game, a little more than uh, than maybe we expected. Um, listen, McCall Hardman, and I think he's in the same category as Kadarius Tony. I know Tony has not played much lately, but those two guys have a lot in common. They have very similar skill sets, uh, but we, their, their ceiling, I mean, the, their potential is high, but you got to catch the damn ball. Um, and I think that's just the, uh, the thing I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about the most. So if I had to give you an yeah, answer, I, I would mean, say, I would say McCall. Yeah. Cause I mean, I could look at what a handful of games, if we catch the ball, we win. We're probably not 11 and 6. We're probably with 13, 13 win team, maybe even a 14 win team. Yeah, you're probably right this year. So um, I'm glad Chris Jones got his got his sack. I mean, and I, but I was more like, get out of the field. I mean, as much as I liked him getting out after that Detroit game, and then I had made that comment with like Andy Reid is not pulling the Brandon Staley because yes, I'm not losing Travis Kelsey over some 16 yards just so you can have an extension of a of a was it even being on a record I mean, um i don't it, know what the longest so streak is. i i it's he already has the record for most receiving uh, most 1000 yard seasons by a tight end but he would have joined um he would have been i think the eighth no sorry he would have been the seventh player to um to have uh 1000 yard seasons um eight years in a row uh, guys like Tory Holt, Jerry Rice. I don't have the list in front of me, but it, it would have been a very elite group, a very, very small, exclusive oh, club. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, if if that means that he is fully healthy going into to next week, I'll I'll take it. Yeah. And I know I know Miami's the sexy pick as far as like because Tyree Kill and everything, but Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers, 
they just scare me because every time I think they're going to finish below 500 for the first time in his career, they find a way to win 10, 10, 10 games or more, make the playoffs and go above and, and, you know, above 500. So I'm not quite sure we want that Steeler team. I get it. They're injured. And I know they have like, what'd you say earlier? The third running back. Uh, string running back. Yeah, uh, the, the the Steelers. Yeah, they're down to like their, their third. Uh, Mason Rudolph is their quarterback. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I mean I just don't know if we really want them, but I mean I'll take them. I'm just glad we have a home game. Um, so you know we don't have to worry about being on the road till the previous week. So yeah. Anyways, you, uh, you weren't off that. You weren't far from your prediction either. What you have? Th- uh, Sixteen, thirteen. I think I've I been pre- I've been pretty close on these lately, man. Yeah. I, I'm uh, I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to hit them on the dot. One of these days. One of these days I'll get it. Yeah. So all right. Pretty good. But uh, all right, man. Well, I just want to let you know. I wanted to call in just uh see what's up. So thank you, Daniel. Appreciate it, man. You up. take care. Enjoy uh, Sunday night football as uh, we all, we're all going to be watching that very closely. Uh, I'll read a few more comments and get out of here because um, obviously the game is going to be uh, starting in 15 minutes. Corey says, I enjoyed watching this game. They look the same with the second string as they did with the starters. Maybe uh, expect less and not be disappointed. Yeah. L- listen, uh, the defense. Yeah, I, I agree. Looked very, very, very similar. Um, and the offense, you know, you saw some good things. You saw some bad things. I would like to think you score more points with the starters. I'm saying that, but who knows? Um, I would like to think so, at least. Uh, the drops, uh, that's what concerns me. You know, you saw that. That was the one thing I wanted to see not happen tonight. And, and if you don't have as many drops, not that it was like, uh, it wasn't like an MVS Monday Night Football moment where, you know, someone dropped one in the end zone. But, you know, who knows? Um, that's just that kind of scares me going into the playoffs. Samuel says, now that the playoff games are set, who do you think is on upset alert? Well, I, I, the games are not all set yet, but upset alert. I mean, I, I guess it depends who they're playing, but um, the Dolphins, I mean, I just don't know. So the Dolphins are either going to play the Bills next week or the Chiefs. Is that is that do I have that right? It's either going to be the Bills or the Chiefs. Let me uh, double check on that. So Tennessee won. Uh, yeah, it's either going to be. They're either going to play um, Buffalo or the Chiefs. They could play Buffalo two weeks in a row. We've seen that happen. I remember, in, I think it was 09. I think it was a 2009 season. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, back when, you know, we had four games on wildcard weekend, we actually saw three week 17 rematches. Um, it was either 09 or 2010. I can't remember, but, um, I, you know, the dolphins are just not a team. I, I, I think will even go far. Maybe they win one game, maybe one game, but I just don't know if, um, if they're going to go very far, I, I don't think it would take much for a team to go into Miami and beat them. Uh, now, if they visit Kansas City, I don't know if it would be viewed as an upset, but they have been that hot offensive scoring team this year, so I don't know. Renee likes McColl better than Tony. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, I mean, given that Tony's had a lot of balls go off his hands for an interception, and McColl, I guess, hasn't had that yet. I, I guess it's okay to uh, that. That might be the uh, view that some people have. MVS is the one who drops the ball. Eh, it's not the only one, Danny. It's it's what what is it? Forty some drops on the year. I mean, it's obviously it doesn't all come from one person. 
There's no such thing as an easy victory any given Sunday or Saturday. No, I agree with you, Gwen. Um, just uh, the drops still scare me. I know I've said that already, but um, anyway. So for those who are just tuning in, as we uh, get ready to wrap up here, um, the seven AFC playoff teams are set. You got the Ravens. You got the Bills, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Texans. I still cannot believe the Jaguars lost. I thought they were going to win. You have the Cleveland Browns. Those are your seven playoff teams and the Steelers. Forgot the Steelers there. The Chiefs will play at home for sure next week. We don't know the date. We don't know the time. So please stop asking because I know I'm going to get that question a bunch of times uh, throughout the night. But the Chiefs will either play the Steelers. That will happen with a Miami win or the Dolphins will come here. That happens with a Buffalo win. Now, if there is a tie, I believe the Bills come in. Uh, let me let me check on that real quickly. ESPN playoff machine. Um, I want to double check on that real quickly because we almost had a tie with the uh with the Chargers and Raiders in the final game of the season. You guys remember that? So if there is a tie, yes. Miami holds on to the two seed. Buffalo is currently the sixth seed. And the only way Buffalo stays at number six is a tie. So uh, a Bills win, Miami comes to KC. A Miami win, uh, you get the Steelers. And if it's a tie, the Bills come to town. So those are your three outcomes. Um, the, the three different possibilities for uh, for Wild Card Weekend at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, Robert says, don't forget what MVS and Tony did in the playoffs last year. I, Robert, I agree with you. And I know that's been brought up a lot, but you got to understand that was last year. What they've done this year kind of scares the shit out of you. I mean, does it not? Um, I, I, I think, you know, like Tony. Yeah, he was awesome. Had the punt return and then also... Um, executed the the play to uh, not, uh, the pre-snap really to throw off the Eagles defense and get wide open for a touchdown. Yes, it was a great play call by Andy Reid, but M uh, Tony still has to do his part there. I know MVS was huge in that AFC title game, especially when three receivers went down in that game against the Bengals. Uh, but, you know, that's th those were uh, 11, 12 months ago. When you look more recently, and again, we are in a world where, you know, what have you done for me recently? MVS and Tony have not done a lot for you. Tony's yard per catch average is severely low for a wide receiver and consider his speed. It's just even more surprising. So I, I just don't know which Kadarius Tony we get for the playoffs. Let's look at the receiving uh, for a moment here. Uh, Travis Kelsey has 984 yards. Rasheed Rice has 938 yards on a down year with your offense. You have two pass catchers with 900 receiving yards. Cool. I'll take it. Justin Watson has 460 yards off 27 catches. He has a 17 yard per catch average. Marquez Valdez Scanley. He's fourth on the team receiving yards with 315. He's averaging 15 yards per catch off 21 catches. Um, half the time he's been targeted, it's been missed, which is not very good. Noah Gray, 28 for 305 yards. Sky Moore, who has not played for a while, he has 14 catches for 244 yards. Isaiah Pacheco also has 14 catches for 244 yards. 
uh, Jarek McKinnon has more receiving yards. Clyde Edwards-Alaire has more receiving yards than Kadarius Toney. Kadarius Toney has 13 grabs for 169 yards. That's an average of 6.3 yards per catch. That that scares the shit out of me, man. That scares the shit out of me. Um, but do the Chiefs, you know, we saw last year, the Vikings were like, what, undefeated in one-score games? And I think they had 10 or 11 one-score games last year. And then what happens in the playoffs? They lose a one-score game to the Giants of all teams, um, where Daniel Jones had the best game of his career. So do we see a situation where, you know, we see this sometimes where teams thrive in certain categories in the regular season and then come playoff time, the, the something happens, uh, good or bad. Do the Chiefs have that good where the offense just all of a sudden comes alive. And hopefully, you know, that doesn't happen to the defense where they've been playing great all year and then all of a sudden step back in the playoffs. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, Chiefs have had some weird playoff games. A lot have come from behind wins, especially the year where they won uh, the Super Bowl uh, back in 2019. Uh, The first one with Mahomes and Kelsey and company. And then the second time around, they won the Super Bowl. They uh, had to rally back and Mahomes obviously dealing with a bad ankle. So, uh, Chiefs have had some uh, comfort behind postseason wins, so very curious to see how that all how that all pans out. Okay, guys, I'm gonna get out of here. Uh, Sunday night football starting in a few minutes. I gotta upload the podcast to uh, all the uh, podcasting outlets, so those who uh, listen to the archive version can check it out. Uh, obviously, a very very short show today, much shorter than usual because. We got a game to watch, a very important game to watch. Thank you guys for downloading and listening to this podcast. And for those who watch live on Facebook and YouTube, thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. If I didn't get to your comment on uh, Facebook and YouTube, sorry about that. Uh, Definitely want to keep it short. And uh, we always get a lot of comments as usual. So thank you guys. Um, By the way, the the Facebook page today has just been impossible to keep up with. We've had thousands of interactions, thousands of likes, a lot of new followers today. So thank you guys so much. Please keep spreading the word. Please keep commenting, liking the post, sharing the post. It really, really helps out a bunch. Invite your friends to the page. There's a very easy button that allows you to invite some friends. Uh, Greatly helps out the page and the podcast. All right, guys. My name is Farzee Vasugian. Thank you for downloading and listening to the Chief Zone podcast. I'll be back to do a live stream on Facebook and YouTube after Sunday Night Football to do a uh, light preview of the wildcard matchup. All right, guys, I'll talk to you later. Take care.